What is your word or phrase for this year? Or do you even do that? Some people have given up over the last few years because of the overwhelm and things were not happening like they had wanted them to. I have two phrases for this year. Optimal health and delightfully surprised. Both have come from a horrendous couple of years and I'm ready now to share it with you. And hopefully I can do that without crying, but we shall see. Hi, I'm Brenda Reese, freedom and forgiveness coach and a person just like you that is learning to navigate life and all of its challenges. I teach a forgiveness process like no other. It's a blend of practical and spiritual forgiveness. This process guides you into knowing how unforgiveness can be keeping you stuck in your relationships, both personally and professionally, and how it prevents you from releasing resentment and finding joy. Each week, I share practical and some not-so-practical tips, tools, and advice from myself and other people that are on this journey just like us. This is for you if you are ready to turn your pain into peace. Welcome to the Forgive Yourself Podcast. So welcome to the Forgive Yourself Podcast. I'm your host, Brenda Reese, and I am really grateful that you are here. And I want to thank those that have left reviews for this podcast. Those reviews mean the world to me and to others because reviews help others find it. Today is sharing about my phrase for this year, actually two of them, and the why behind them. Because we can all have words or phrases, but what we really want is to feel why we have those, right? Instead of like a goal, I want to achieve that because of blank. It's like, why? And I'm going to tell you a little story. So the delightfully surprised kind of came out of a switch of words for me. My friend and fellow coach, Cindy Holtfredder, who I have had the pleasure of knowing since 2014, I think it was, and we've been through a lot, I'll tell you that much. She is a somatic practitioner and guided me through some pretty intense emotional experiences, which I am so forever grateful for, her wisdom and experience. She taught me a lot about the way of saying things for our body and mind, and she would always say those words she wanted to be surprised and delighted, which I so admired, and I started to incorporate that into my intentions. Well, these last two years, I have been delighted in some cases and surprised in so many not-so-fun ways. And I want to talk about that because that's what's going to lead to why I switched those words and how they now impact me. So the last couple years have been quite a challenge. Now I'm, I'm talking, yes, the pandemic, yes, globally, um, yet in my own world. Because in early 2021, we had received a diagnosis for my husband that he had AFib and had had a few strokes uh, because of that. And this was slowing him down physically. You know, I had noticed some changes and I wasn't quite sure what it was. And it was a challenge to get him into the doctor to find this out. I don't know how many men and some women can relate to that. But 
it was important because it was quite the journey of discovery. And, and we were, we were not so pleasantly surprised to learn about the strokes and to learn about the AFib. And so that started us on this journey in early 2021 of how do we help him? And fortunately, we have a great team, medical team and holistic team that has been working with us. Um, since then. And so we were able to get the medication and, and get the supplementation and get the things that are supporting him. Yet within the month, I think it was about end of February, early March, he took a fall. And it was quite surprising. He wasn't hurt, but it was quite surprising to me because all of a sudden he said, okay, I need to leave this home. And now this is a home he had built over 50 years ago. Beautiful home that he had built himself when in college and then added to it as, as his family grew and each of his three kids had grown up there. And he had a couple marriages in that home and lots of memories and lots of beautiful memories and not so good memories, right? This home was a very large custom home and with some acreage and it was taken a lot and he loved to work it yet was realizing now I can't. And so that is what started us on another kind of surprise for me. It's like, okay, now we want to sell the home. So this was in March of 2021. And as you know, that was kind of in the housing craziness. Um, so we hired an inspector, boom, got him out there for our house to see what needed to be done. And the next week we were house hunting and we found our home that weekend. And then, you know, it was so crazy because we hadn't bought a home in quite a long time. And uh, Doug had not bought a home or done anything with a new home for 50 years. And so during this time, of course, it was the homes were selling as is. And so it was a, the upside was, you know, they were selling as is. So it made the process quicker. Yet you didn't really know what the problems were when you, you know, on the downside of this. And so the, the other factor of this is, is that when you found a home you liked, you were not the only bid, right? You weren't just up against one other person. You, there were four to six people with these bids and you had to move fast and it was crazy, but we got the house. So we got the house in mid-March, started our packing process because we were moving in April. Yikes is right. I know many of you can relate to this. So what this process did was it gave me another surprise of Doug going into shock. Now, of course, it, I mean, I wish I could say that it didn't surprise me, but it did. And because, you know, he wasn't able to handle the emotional piece of this process. Physically, he was so good at being able to take things we didn't need to the dump or to the donation places. But when it came to the decision making of all the appointments that had to be made, you know, the, the getting people out to help us because he wasn't really able to do some of the things that we wanted to have done for our house. So while the housing market was open, like selling as is, we still had our integrity around it and we wanted the new buyers of this lovely home to, to get what it was meant to be, right? The heart. And so we just, we just wanted it to be taken care of. So we put in the extra effort to have that done. And so he wasn't able to help me with that. And so it entailed a lot of intensity, as you can imagine, with not only doing that, but also packing up our house. 
And so along with this, for me, the the not so fun surprise was the intensity of the emotion that came up for me of having to do it by myself, of not having a partner to help me with it because he was in shock. And while he was doing his part, I was handling this other part and I was angry. And I didn't know it at the time, but I was feeling grief, right? Because our relationship, it was changing. And what I learned later was anticipatory grief. You know, when we anticipate the loss ahead of time when somebody is still with us. And I didn't know that. And so there's lots of stages of grief, right? And I wish they all came in, you know, succession, like step one, step two, step three, step four, but they don't. And so we can be all over the place coming in and out of them because it is a process. And so I was feeling all the feels, which was really good because I had learned that. And I was also feeling bad because I felt I should have known better. And every time this wave would come through, I would feel it. I'm going to tell you, this last couple years has been the deepest self-forgiveness and forgiveness process I have ever experienced in my life, and especially becoming a forgiveness coach. And so In this, I was learning to take care of myself because asking for help was something that I really learned to do during this time. I needed handyman and I needed, uh, I asked friends to come help me pack and which was a godsend. And, you know, Tracy and Leanne came out to help me and I'm so grateful for them. And, you know, other, I had my friend Cindy who supported me even though she didn't live near me. And I had other friends that were helping me through this process. And so it was really a huge learning lesson. So there is like the silver lining in all of our challenges because I do believe there's a gift in them, but sometimes we can't see it. And I was having a hard time seeing it sometimes. I'm going to be honest with you. It, it sucked. But what I learned through all of this was learning to stand in my own power. Okay. That's another gift in there. Yet, Again, it was surprises that continued to happen that weren't what I felt on the so delightful side. So there were things that happened, like the delight of having friends help me, the delight of being able to share with others, the delight of being uh, gifted with certain things and, and being able to reach out to people asking for help and then having wonderful service people come to our home and, and those type of things. Yet there were the other side, which I didn't feel was so delightful, the surprises. And as we continued on, we got the move and then we sold our house the next month and was going through all of these experiences together. And what I learned as we were going through the process was Doug started changing more. Our relationship changed. I took on more of a primary role. And I'm going to tell you, I was kicking and screaming at first because I was really hurting I was, um, I'm going to tell you, it was hard because I know I'm not alone in this. And for those of you that are going through the changes in your relationship, it's a tough one. And I feel for you. And we can get through it. 
And what helped me was being able to ask for help, having friends that supported me, right? Not a lot, but a handful that prayed for me, that sent me energy, um, that, that I was able to just cry with, that I was able to just talk with and didn't judge me because this was all new. This was new territory as our relationship was changing and Doug's health changed. And it was, it's a slow decline, what they talk about, what was happening to his brain um, because of the, of the vascular dementias, what they called it, that it's a slow process. And I know so many people that I've talked with, it, it, it's painful on both people. Both of us were grieving. Doug was grieving. I was grieving. The family was grieving. And I came in and out, you know, of this grief process. The one of the gifts that I got from this was taking the grief educator course with David Kessler because it helped me to understand what I was going through and how I can help other people through it. And so my journey deepened. My forgiveness journey deepened. My self-acceptance journey deepened. And I kept holding on to these little things, sharing my feelings and my thoughts, allowing myself to be angry, allowing myself to grieve, allowing myself to hurt, because there's no timeline. There's no timeline in grief. There's no timeline in a relationship changing. And this doesn't have to be necessarily a health challenge. This can be, you know, where there's your healing from betrayal. You're healing from growing apart and not knowing how to come back together. We're healing from of having different ages, right? Of having different interests and not knowing how to come back together. And that's one of the things that I worked hard on was making sure that we were staying in communication to the best of our ability and being able to support him however I could. And there was doctor's appointments and there was therapies and and lots of things to support him. And then, um, because I put myself on the back burner, right, I started to go, oh, my body started telling me, girlfriend, you need to take care of you. And I had friends tell me that, and I'm like, yeah, 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 yeah. And I thought I could do it all. I thought I could do it all. And that was a little fantasy thinking. I thought that I could manage the business. I thought I could manage um, clients and the business and speaking and taking classes and courses and marketing um, along with <laughs> this. It's nuts. I, I was nuts. Um, along with taking care of, you know, fitting two schedules into one, right? Because I now had my husband's schedule too. And so I thought I could do it all. And realized it was this year, just November of this year, that things started shifting a little bit more because that's what happens. And I realized just in December that I can't do it all. I'm not meant to do it all. And that asking for help took on another level. And taking care of myself was really vitally important. And I started to educate myself more because all this while, for the last several years, I've been educating myself and talking to people to get an idea. And each person is different. So I found a couple books, which I'm really grateful for, on caretaking and explained, you know, what the brain goes through and 
how to, even though everybody's different, how we can help to navigate it better and help each other navigate it. So I am fortunate that there's a lot of information out there and that the doctors are on board and we're getting the help now. And I'm taking the steps to be able to take care of myself and make the time for that. And I had to ask for help. So this is where the delightfully surprised comes in. Because as I was talking with my friend Cindy about, you know, words for this year, I played around with it because I'm thinking, oh God, I'm the one that didn't want to really come up with anything. Yet I do like to have a theme and I really wanted to feel hopeful you know, instead of hopeless, because that's how we can feel when we're going through these big transitions. Um, With our own health, with somebody else's health, we can feel hopeless. And I'm going to tell you, I felt that several times. So to feel hopeful, I played with those words, surprised and delighted. And what I came up with this was, okay, um, I don't really want to be surprised the way I have been surprised. I really want to have some good surprises. So I played with the words and went, all right, my theme for this year is delightfully surprised. Because if we look at delightful, right, like I talked earlier about, and we look at surprise, we can have two different experiences. (laughs) Okay, so I'm going to play with this. We'll see what happens. But I'm going to use delightfully surprised because I really could use some joy. And we could use some joy. All of us can use some joy and some happiness, and be delightfully surprised, even in the smallest of ways. And so as we know, we've got a reticular activating system in our brain, right? So whatever we focus on, we get more of. So I'm focusing on love, being delightfully surprised. And I'm also on optimal health, because what my research and what my talking with other people and and what I have learned myself, especially over this year about putting myself on the back burner, was that that's not good. My body, I, my body needs me. And I have been putting it aside. You know, my husband needs me to be able to be fully, you know, healthy, to be able to support him as his changes. My family needs me. And, you know, my clients need me to be healthy and But the number one person that I wasn't paying attention to 100% is me. I need me. Just like you need you. So we have the ability. Yes, we have grief. Yes, we can feel like we don't want to get out of bed. Yes, we can feel like the only thing we can do right now is one simple thing. Yet having an intention, having a theme, having the feeling behind it, is what will get us out of bed. This gives us our why of what we want to do with ourselves because really it all comes down to self-forgiveness and self-acceptance. It's not my husband's fault that the things are happening that they are. It's not my fault. And I am going to make mistakes and I get to forgive myself and I get to accept myself that this is a brand new It's a brand new experience, just like we're all going into and have been for these last few years with more to come. So be easy on you. Ask yourself the why behind what you are doing for yourself. How do you want to feel moving forward? 
how do you want your life to look like, but mainly feel like, support yourself, ask for help, and get educated because our heart and our mind need to work together more than any other time in our lives. And if I can support you at all, please reach out. Thank you for listening. Thank you so much for listening today. I hope you enjoyed this episode. If you did enjoy it, would you do me a favor and share this episode and then follow us on your favorite podcast app so you don't miss one episode of the Forgive Yourself podcast, where every Friday you will get tips, tools, and stories so that you can turn your pain into peace. Take care.